everybody into our new show, Family Face-Off. I'm Courtney Lachlan. I'm Craig Lachlan. We're so excited to bring this show to you every week. It's going to be all throughout the capital season. And it's amazing, Dad, because it's right in our nice little basement, so you don't have to go far to go to work. It is fantastic. Come down here, put on my brand new sweatshirt, get ready for the show, and I can't wait. I like that. I need Thank one of you. those. Um, so we're very excited for this new show, Family Face-Off. We're going to be talking all things Caps for this 56-game season that they're starting on on Thursday. We're going to be breaking down some things, X's and O's, having a lot of fun, Dad. And lots of guests, too, Courts. I, I hope that we're going to have some players, some taxi squad guys, some management, some former players. The alumni are going to be a big part of this because I think we've got to bring some stories into our show. So there's going to be some story time about Landover legends, things like that, that are going to make this show so fast-moving and exciting for everybody to listen to. You're also a beer guy, so we're going to do some lifestyle things, talk about your beers and some wine and maybe even throw in some food. we got to talk beer. You know, I'm a big <laughs> IPA guy. I used to be a Bud Light guy. Now it's all IPA. Got a couple of new ones coming out that I'm going to share with all the fans when they tune into our show. So we're obviously... So excited to launch this new show. We hope that you guys will join us every week on Family Face-Off. You can catch out the audio version on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else where you get your podcasts. You can watch the whole show, the video version on realfundc.com slash familyfaceoff, on Instagram, on YouTube. Dad, we're wow, really going to be everywhere. Wow, you're pulling the Joe B on me, Court. I like it. <laughs> you're like the play-by-play and the host. That was a good one. And how about for the first show and for the first couple of shows, Tommy McFly in the house, helping us put this together as the producer and a director and a content (laughs) developer and making sure I stay in line and on time. And, 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 and. (laughs) Um, So obviously thanks to Tommy McFly. So dad, we obviously have this nice little rundown. Yep. Let's get into the show. Washington Capitals hockey is back. The NHL is back. 56 games in 116 days. The Caps have 56 games in 114 days. I know you're pretty exhausted just thinking about <laughs> yes, that. Yes, I am, because I've been off for a while. Yes, you have, um, but just don't stutter or bumble today, <laughs> okay. all right? Oh, yes, I will. <laughs> I do it on air. Why not do it here? <laughs> this is a good, this is a good uh, practice run for you. So let's get into the Caps then, because a lot of things happened at the end of last season when the Caps were in the bubble. Awful playoffs um, performance by them. They lost good word. to the Islanders. Yep. <laughs> Awful. Um, so they made a lot of changes. Let's first start with, the head coach, new coach Peter Laviolette, comes over and takes yeah. over the team for the Caps. Todd Reardon out. Uh, Laviolette, one of the most experienced guys in the NHL, was available after his tenure in Nashville. I thought it was a great hiring by Brian McClellan. I think when you look at Laviolette, you know, I always thought of him as this stern guy. And as you get to know him, he's a real player-friendly coach. And the one thing I like about his teams he's focused on details and he's focused on defense first. He really relies on defense. I think his five years, if you look at the statistics with his time in Nashville, they allowed the fewest goals over his five years, but they still scored a ton. So I'm excited to see how the players respond to Peter Laviolette. And it's interesting because when you look at Reardon and Trotz, they were kind of the same voice, right? For Mm -hmm. six seasons that these guys on the Caps had, listening to the same message. And I feel like sometimes as a player, you get kind of deaf and numb to those messages that a coach is going to tell you. So I think it's, I love the move. I love that they're bringing in a new coach to kind of maybe light some fires. And experienced. Yes, he's actually one of of the only coaches in Caps franchise history that comes with cup experience. Yes. 
Um, so he brings a lot to the table, and I'm excited to see what he can do to motivate players like Kuznetsov that I know we've all been saying we want to see more out of, right? So I, it's going to be – I'm really interested to see how he can really motivate players and get them to perform their best. I think the players, though, you know, it's a short camp that they've been through. They've had to take a lot in, a lot by tape, a lot by Zoom. He can't really have team meetings in right. this current environment of COVID. So he's had to use a lot of tape, a lot of Zoom calls and things like that. The big thing that I'm looking forward to is how the players now translate what they've learned for many years under the trots and under the rear right. and grasp the new terminology. Every coach has new terminology mm -hmm. and Reardon, McCarthy, and all the guys now have different terminology for probably the same plays on the ice, right. but now players also have to be mentally sharp with him. I remember one of yours was, and I used it at, at Potsdam all the time. It was unlucky, unlucky. <laughs> so when you made a when you made a bad play, yep. it wasn't that you made a bad play on the ice. It was ah, that was an unlucky play. You always give a and clap. I always use the other one. You know, the defensive zone is the work zone, the neutral zone is the right. speed zone, and the offensive zone is the fun zone. I hope that translates for this addition of the cast. So they got a new coach. Yep. Let's go through the forward lines. Not a mm -hmm. big overhaul or change there. Um, but they did add Connor Sherry. Yep. And they did add Daniel Sprong, who will be an interesting um, addition to the Caps. Excited to see him. So really just some tinkerings on the third and fourth lines. Well, I think that's what you had to do. As a coach, you don't want to come in and all of a sudden overhaul anything. Right. Because this Caps team fans, if you remember well, as I do, Cup winners a couple of years ago. One of the most consistent franchises in the NHL the last decade. So you don't make a lot of drastic changes. He's going to come in and make some tweaks. And you could see the tweaks right off opening of training camp. He starts Kuznetsov with Ovechkin and Wilson. He then flips back to the old and true Backstrom, Ovechkin, right. and Oshie moves him up and around. So to me, I think there's those type of tweaks as a coach. But Sherry coming in from Pittsburgh, winner. You have Sprong, young and exciting, and supposedly has a gunslinger's type mentality. He loves to shoot the puck and court. They've been craving for Connolly. Yep. When they lost Connolly, they lost a lot of offense, and they haven't been able to replace that. So a guy like Sherry, a guy like Sprong, hopefully can fit in the three hole in the third line. That secondary offense. And I remember when they first signed Sprong and they brought in Sherry. I was like. That's an interesting move. And I remember we had a conversation of, well, they need that well, secondary scoring, And you proved right? the point to me, Court, because you quickly brought up highlights of Sprong and his goals. <laughs> I did. And one thing we do know about him, he shoots from everywhere. And a lot of his goals, right, for, from sharp angles. Yep. I don't care where the kid scores from. They need that production. There were a couple goals or a couple shots that he literally would just, like, drive down the side and shoot it almost from the goal line. Absolutely. And make great Good shots. for him. So, Keep shooting. And that's something that I think the Caps are going to want to focus on, especially under a new system with Laviolette. Well, what he wants and what McCarthy wants is a volume of shots. Yeah. They still like the lateral pass at the dots like former coaches Reardon and Trotz did to move the goaltender, but they now want to create more layers of offense. And to me, this is exciting to see with the talent that they possess. So layers of offense obviously starts as well with defense, right? <laughs> yeah. So defensive core looks um, quite different this year for the Caps. Big news is that Michael Kempney will be out suffering a, a very bad injury. Second one is career. Not tough luck. Very tough luck for him. Um, some big moves on the back end. Huge. Um, which one do you want to start with, Dad? Go ahead. You lead them. Okay. So as of the as the lines heading into Thursday, you've got Orlov and Carlson, Dylan and Schultz. 
And I, we even had a conversation about this when they signed Schultz. And we looked, we started looking him up. He comes from Pittsburgh. I hope that translates well because they had Niskin and Orpik, same similar <laughs> yeah. style of play the Pittsburgh and Penguins systems, have. systems, yeah, being aggressive. And they like to make sure that the defensemen get the puck into the hands of the forwards quickly Correct. in the breakout. So I'm interested in seeing how he can fare with the Caps on the, on the blue line as well as on the power play. Their power play has been sliding significantly the last three right. years. So can he and what can he add to the I power play? I think when you look at Justin Schultz, the one thing that he brings to the table is excellence in skating. He's always been a terrific skater. I don't know whether it was his time in Edmonton where you have to skate to play in that building and skate for the Edmonton Oilers. Then he goes to Pittsburgh, and he actually had a hand in their first power play when Latang was injured right. a lot. So he had that opportunity. The problem with uh, Schultz overall is when you look at his numbers and his career, he has great years and then a subpar year. And to me, it's about his consistency. And I think a player of his caliber, just alone his skating ability, shores up the cap's idea of offense they want to spend more time in the offensive zone and he's the type of guy that can deliver it so how about one of the big signings big big biggest <laughs> biggest ever keep going big in height big in longest stick in the nhl yep. uh zidane ochara I, I i actually think cats fans loved this i think they're kind of i think they're not going to know what to expect when they see him on thursday in a caps jersey well i think some people were questioning it because they always look at the age, 43. Right. The guy is built like a 33-year-old. I swear he ran from Boston to join the Caps. That's what <laughs> the great shape he is in. So Zidane brings a winning attitude, winning a cup. He brings a mentality of doing whatever it takes to win, meaning he's a warrior. His size is a factor. He's got instant respect around the NHL. And I think if you put a Chara in a 5-6 position and don't play him over 22 minutes a game, which he right. did in Boston, right. he's going to be very effective for the Caps. And ice time, goalies, that's something that we're going to talk about in a little bit when we get into the schedule, yes. is something that with a compressed 56-game schedule, back-to-backs, the Caps I think have 10 sets of back-to-backs heading into this new season, um, is going to be a, a storyline that coaches are going to have to figure out. It, it's, it's a new way of coaching it really is because you've got more players you have your 23-man roster you have the taxi squad you're trying to integrate different players into game situations the back-to-backs to me is critical how are you going to rest players you're mm -hmm. not going to be able to practice this is a perfect league for me i wish i was playing now no practice and just play <laughs> how great is that um so um, we're like 10 minutes into his the first show and you've already gone off script on the rundown that okay. was a conversation for later on dad yes I'm not good it. at following stuff. That's why I had problems in the NHL, following the coach's orders. <laughs> following rules. Um, let's dive into that in a little bit because I want to go to the goalie situation because okay. this is also a hot topic. Yes, it is. So the Caps have Samsonov and Vanacek as of right now as their starting goaltenders, least experienced goaltender tandem, I would say, in the NHL. Uh, Van uh, Samsonov has only played 26 games. Vanacek, nothing. Played nothing. It's going to be a situation that's evolving. I, I think when you looked at their plan, the unfortunate thing happened to the Caps when Lundqvist had the heart issue and he had the heart surgery. Yeah. And all of a sudden now he's not in the mix. So now you've got to really rely on two youngsters. Craig Anderson, I would expect, would be the third goaltender, the 38-year-old, who still has some good games. And I believe, because he's a veteran guy and I love experience, 
So when you look at Vanacek, he's the unknown. Samsonov, we know. If you listen to Ole Kolsig over the years, who consults a lot of times, part of the management staff, when you look at player development, he says he believes Samsonov can turn into the next Vasilevsky. And if he's looked at that greatly, and I think he's terrific as far as movement, he lost his way at the end of last season, but the start was phenomenal. So now he's got to bring that consistency to the table. This is the first year in 10 years that the Caps have not had Holpe. So I think that that's... Who? Who? <laughs> Brayden Holpe. I know. Sad tear. I know everyone's yeah. upset and heartbroken about that, but uh -huh. that's also a big culture change in the locker room, right? And when you talk sure. about bringing in a guy like Lundqvist, I think it was to help groom their young goaltenders. Absolutely. My question is this. Okay, you have this young goaltender group. Mm -hmm. You have one of the oldest rosters in the NHL with yeah. the Cavs. They're not getting. I think any they younger. are the oldest now. What? One of I don't know. To me, one of those almost has to be their Achilles heel. Is it their age or is it their goaltenders? I might say their goal. I'm I'm nervous about their goaltender duo. I really am. I think a lot of people are looking at that as maybe their Achilles heel, but they want to go out and prove it. I think there are two goaltenders that get along well. They've got the back up that they're going to probably have Anderson. Yeah. And to me, players in front of him, the way they've dialed in their defense is going to be exciting because to me, this could be the best defensive core that the Caps have had as mm -hmm. far as depth. They have 10 or 11 guys now in the organization that have played in the NHL. Right. So when you look at the depth, you look at the starting so-called six we expect to see in Buffalo on Thursday, I think those guys in front are going to make it a lot easier on Samsonov and Vanacek. I think when you look at the Caps in history, the only other group of defensemen that I could think stacks up may be the group with Langway, with Murphy, with Hatcher, with Stevens. I mean, that was an amazing group in the yeah. mid-'80s. And to me, this has the same type of feel and depth going into this season. Yeah, when you go through the Caps' defensive group, Orlov, Carlson, Dylan, Schultz, Chara, Jensen, Siegenthaler, Van Riemsdyk, then you also have Farivari. And Ledoux right. that have played in the NHL. And Farivari, I'm going to say this now I love for the him. fans out there. I love watching He is him light on his skates. Yeah. He skates like the wind. He is going to be an asset that I think at some point of the season you're going to see him get a lot of minutes with Sedano Chara. And we know Chara from Boston being an unbelievable mentor for Tory Krug, Carlo, all mm -hmm. those type of guys. Carlo, Brandon Carlo over there. I think that's the type of guy you're going to see more and more into the lineup. And that's why playing back-to-backs, you may be able to afford to sit some guys. That's a lot of hockey, Dad. Yes, it was. A <laughs> um, lot of changes. We're very excited for the cast to be back on the ice Thursday in their first game against Buffalo. Um, Dad, real quick, what are you going to be doing? When you're calling the games against Buffalo. You're not going to Buffalo. Nope. I'm going to be in the studio, fans, for all road games with Joe B. We have our own little studio set up with plexiglass between us. And for home games, Joe B. and I will actually be at Capital One Arena. And we'll be sitting in the 100 level with glass in front of us and glass between us. So it's going to be very COVID-focused. And we're going to be one of the only ones in the section starting the following Friday and Saturday on home against Buffalo. So no travel for you. Thank um, goodness. I, yeah, I'm not sure mom feels the same way. Uh, <laughs> I see you a lot too, by the way. <laughs> We're going to be spending a lot of time together on this show, Family Face Off. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We're very excited for this new project. Dad, you mentioned a guy, Rod Langway. Yep. 
He's joining our show, and we're going to ask him some questions about the Caps roster, what he's been up to. Secretary of Defense, my roommate, and what a guy. Without further ado, Mr. Rod Langway. Rocket, how you doing, buddy? Good locker. Hi, Courtney. Hi. I hope everyone's well. We're all well. We're getting through this, and we've got a lot of questions and a lot of input we need from you, Rocket, and we're going to start off with, how does a new coach affect a team with Laviolette coming in this year after the disappointment of the playoffs? What sort of mark is he going to put on this team? Well, I think he's already done that. He got rid of the players he, he doesn't want on his club, and he's brought in his boys. Because, you know, this year, 56 games, they're not going to have much time to get going. So one of the things that the general manager did in the offseason was kind of solidify their defensive core. You obviously, being a defenseman, they brought in guys like Chara, Schultz. Where do you think this Caps defensive core now stacks up compared to maybe in years past? And just in your mind, what do you think of it? I like the addition of Chara, for sure. You can't have enough defensemen. I think that's been proven year in and year out. Um, They go down, and you got to – have someone to fill that spot and, you know, eight or nine defensemen in your organization that can play with the big boys is common. And I think that's what, you know, the team is trying to do now. But, Sherry, you know, what I've been hearing, he's an incredible uh, guy that loves to get in shape and stays in shape. So 56 games and play every other night. This year, this season really fits his schedule in the sense of, for his age at 43, he probably, probably probably acting like 38. <laughs> he's a he's a big big man, and you know he he can hurt people. Now this team now they're talking about playing right left right left on the blue line. It seems to be a trend in the NHL. Did you have any problem rocket in your career shifting from one side to the other? I know you were always mostly on the left, but yeah. could you easily shift to the right? Oh yeah, I played. When I played with Larry, I played right side. Did you really? In Montreal, Montreal huh? Yeah. And Larry played always his uh, left side. Um, me and Brian switched all the time. I mean, it depends where we got lost on the ice, and we had no problem backing each other. Uh, I'm talking about Brian Ingbloom. Yeah. And uh, so, no, I think, you know, you, you know as well as I do, Locker, in practice, you, you're turning both ways. Correct. You're at a level where – you know, you might think that you turn better to the left or to the right. I think you turn just as well both ways. So you brought up a name, Brian Englum. September 9th, 1982, will go down as one of the biggest trades in Washington Capitals franchise history. I have heard the story. I always ask my dad, Dad, where were you? By the way, 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 way before my time. Um do you remember that day? And can you kind of walk us through what that was like for you when you were told that you had been traded in the biggest blockbuster trade and you were now going to Washington? Well, really it happened the night before. I, there was some, a lawyer out of New York that was involved with putting it all together. And I was causing a little bit of trouble in Montreal because the finances of the Canadian taxes and the U.S. taxes mm-hmm. and the value of the dollar, it's still the same today. But uh, it, it got to a point where he said there might be a trade. So stay by your phone and see what happens. And we went captain's practice at the forum in Montreal. 
and people were getting picked off the ice. They go go see Grumman, and I was the last one to get was told that uh, you're being traded to uh, Washington, and Brian and Dougie and Craig, we all got the word that day, and we we didn't celebrate, but we went, fact, we had a party at the Molson Brewery that night. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait! I haven't heard that part. I haven't told her that, Rocket. <laughs> at the any at the beginning of each year, Molson gives a party for the family, and to start off the season. And that was the night that we had the party, and we all showed up. And it was a believe it or not, there was quite a few tears in the guys category of uh, you know guys leaving each other for you know they won four Stanley Cups in a row and. Dougie and Brian, Mario Tremblay was was an emotional guy, and uh, he was bawling his eyes out. We appreciate your time, and all the best, Rocket. Oh, same here, Locker. Courtney, you look great. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Rod. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Dad, he's like my second dad. I think a little cooler. He is. (laughs) Wait a second. I I wasn't listening there for a minute. Do I have some wax in my ear or something? I say to make sure that you actually listen to me when I talk because I feel like parents sometimes when their kids talk, it's just like wah, 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 wah. Uh, It's so funny. You know, I call him Rocket. That was his nickname after the great Rocket Richard Montreal and and one story I, I want to share quickly because we had him on. When we went to Edmonton one time in probably 84, and this is a good story because Mark Messier at the time and his sister had a clothing store. And they made custom clothes. They had jeans and cool streetwear and all this type of stuff. And out of the blue, someone at the team had notified Mark that Langway was called the Rocket. Well, lo and behold, the next morning at practice, in comes a leather jacket with a rocket ship on the back. No way. Yes. The coolest thing we've ever seen, and he's always been known as the Rocket, and he's one of the greatest guys I have ever, ever played with, starting in Montreal and then moving here on to Washington. I wish you had asked him if he still had that leather jacket. And I'll tell you one more story because it's about Rod. (laughs) When I first started broadcasting back in 89, I remember I was on a street in New York City, and it was David Poyle and Brian Murray who happened to walk past a bar, and Rod and I were having a beer, bad choice, right in the front window, and I remember the next day, David Poyle came to me and says, you know, you're an announcer. You can't really be socializing a lot. I know he's your best buddy, but pick your spots with him. <laughs> and from that day on, I did. And you probably never went with another drink with another player before, ever. That's well, okay. not true. <laughs> okay, moving Stay on. with the Let's... script. <laughs> moving on. All right. So the Caps open up their schedule Thursday against the Buffalo Sabres. Dad, it is going to be a grind. Um, yep. A lot of games and a lot of nights. As yep. I said off the top of the show, Caps play 56 games and 114 nights, basically mm-hmm. every yes. other day, 10 sets of back-to-backs. Um, but before we get into that, the Eastern Division, right? Yep. They All the, the divisions have changed. You've got the Canadian Division. You've got the Western Division. Yep. Um, the Caps are in the division. 
I think is the toughest division. Four of the top seven teams in point percentage last year are in the Caps Eastern Division. They're going to play the Pittsburgh Penguins eight times. <laughs> <laughs> you might love it or you might hate it. Um, how do you feel about the division? And I want to know, because you played in the Patrick division, right? Yep. You played teams. You had that hatred. You had that animosity. What is that going to be like for the Cats to play the Penguins eight times? I know it makes your job easier. Yeah, it you does. I, I can seven just, teams. Yeah, I don't. That's all I have to know <laughs> is seven teams, which is awesome. And no travel to the West Coast. None of that stuff. I, I think when you look at it, the Patrick division is a great analogy with the addition of Buffalo and Boston. Right. And so now you throw Boston, and now all of a sudden it's a tougher division. These guys in this division, it is the toughest division in the National Hockey League. I don't think any other division is close, and only four make the playoffs. And to me, it's going to be a grind. And I love the fact that you play back-to-back -back a lot. Right. There's going to be toughness, animosity. I think we may see a few more fisticuffs and throwdowns and heavier hitting because you're going to get very upset with the opposition. Right. And to me, this is what drives rivalry. This is what drives excitement. And when they first said it, it absolutely pissed me off when they said <laughs> that Pittsburgh was going to be in another division. Remember at the start? I do. Yeah, and, they said Pittsburgh was going to play in the Central Division. Give me a like, break. What? You got to have them in. So they came to their senses <laughs> and they put them where they belong. Eight games with Crosby and company against Ovi and company. Drama and great hockey. It reminds me a little bit of college, right? Because you would go and you would play... You're, uh, in college, you'd play the same team back-to-back -back, or you'd play a home-and-home. And, home. and mm -hmm. there was a lot of animosity and hatred. Yeah. What's what's going to be interesting to me is I don't think you're going to see those five, six, seven, eight-game win streaks that we used to see in the NHL. A couple years ago, Columbus had the 16-game winning streak, and they tried to break records because I don't think – if you're going to go – let's say you go into Pittsburgh and you blow them out. Yeah. The next night, I don't think you're going to blow out Pittsburgh again. I, and that yes. also is going to affect how the coaches – change things on the fly. I don't think they're going to get to a point, you know, in seasons past where it would be two to three months down the road and now they're changing the systems. They're going to have to change things literally on the fly and come into the next game and have a totally different game plan. I would say not totally. There will be tweaks to the game plan, especially playing teams back to back. But not as, uh, not as scripted, I would say. That's Correct. what I mean. They're not... going to have to fly by the seat of their yes. pants because they got to see one game. And analytically... I would say this, that the Caps have more success to make the playoffs in the East if you win your first game of back-to-backs. Mm. Like, you cannot afford to lose because now the other team right. thinks, hey, we're going to get a sweep. It was interesting. You listen to a lot of coaches. They're looking at this season as series of eight. And if they go above 500 against every team in a season mm. of eight, you're going to make the playoffs. And... That could be the way a lot of coaches are looking at this. How do we break down and compartmentalize the season so that the players stay focused and that we can make the playoffs? Because there's going to be four teams out in the <laughs> East Court that probably may deserve to be in at some point. So, playoff, the the Eastern Eastern Division. Give me your shoe Okay, ins. Boston. In. Flyers. In. in. Okay, then. Caps in. Okay, you're 100% saying the Caps are in. 100%. Oh, okay, okay. I'm just checking. 100%. Islanders, Pittsburgh, Rangers, Buffalo, Devils. Uh, Boston, okay, fine. Boston Flyers, Caps. I don't know if 
Pittsburgh's going to make it. It's going to be, it's a dog fight. Ooh, between... you got haters already. Sorry. It's a cap show. Of course I'm going to say Yeah, that. they're going to love it. Islanders, Pittsburgh, Rangers is, that's okay. going to be a fight between those three. And I'm sort of with you because Pittsburgh had to retool. They've sort of been sliding a little bit since they win their couple of cups, what, three or four years ago. We know what to expect from the Islanders. And that is the gotcha. Can the Islanders play as hard and tough and win those one-goal games like they've done over the course of the season with Trot? So I think the Isles are going to be in. Yeah, I feel like 56 games is, like, perfect for them. Correct. To play that style. They're going to play that style. So I would say... Rangers? Mm. Rangers, young goaltenders, they're fantastic. Rangers took a step in the right direction. The two teams, unfortunately, Buffalo and New Jersey, maybe outside looking in. Caps, Islanders, Pittsburgh, Rangers... And Buffalo and Devils all have very young goaltenders. Yes. And Flyers. Yeah. Carter Hart. They all have that. So basically the whole division has really young goaltenders. So that'll be an interesting storyline. It is. Watching the goaltenders, especially back-to-back and who you're going to play. Right. Will goaltenders like Carter Hart or Samsonov play back-to-back games because maybe the workload wasn't big? Plus they're young. I'm saying the starters are going to play 36 to 40 games. So how do you fit that into a 56-game schedule? It's a heavy workload. And are we going to see more back-to-backs, right? Are you going to play your goalies back-to-back in games? I know that's been a trend in the NHL that their numbers go down, their save percentage goes down, their goals against goes down when you play them back-to-back. I think you're going to see more goalies play back-to-back this year. Absolutely. You're going to have to. Because a lot of these games are going to be, I hate to say must win in a 56-game schedule, but you can't afford to go on any slide this year. Right. Right? you got to have the mentality. You lose one, you got to win the next one, or it's going to be tough sledding to get back in and climb back into the East. Well, Dad, we have um, Tom Wilson gives his take on his perspective on what the schedule will be like um, in this shortened 56 game schedule i think this year you know we're focused um bit of a reset button here um you know if we if we aren't playing hockey that we like we're going to be expected to fix it fix it quick and get back to caps hockey so it's a it's a shortened season but all the more emphasis on being dialed in and all the more emphasis on you know if you're not playing great hockey at time you got to turn it around there's not a lot of time to to have that uh roll on and he's learned from the past coaches, it's like Barry Trotz who said, guys, we lose one, we got to win the next one. And that's got to be their mentality from their first game against Buffalo. And like I said, analytically, you want to win that first game. It's going to be interesting with a short training camp, an older lineup. Can they perform fast with pace, with intensity right off the get-go? So this is the best thing about living at home with dad. Um, I wouldn't say that like I'm a cheater, but you have been doing your notes and prep on Buffalo since, <laughs> um, let me think, Friday. And I've been reading all of your notes and basically really? cheating and stealing all your information. <laughs> okay. I mean, if you do the research, I might as well just read the notes. Right. Um, but Buffalo, uh, what can we expect Thursday night when the puck drops at 7 o'clock against the Sabres? Well, I think you're going to see a hungry bunch. I mean, Buffalo's buzzing now with the Bills in the playoffs. And now the Sabres want to take a front and center seat. And I, I, I think that... When you've been out of the playoffs, if they don't make it this year, it'll be 10 straight, the longest drought in the National Hockey League, uh, the longest drought without a cup, tied with the Vancouver Canucks when they first came into the league. I think they came in, what, 70 or 78 or something yeah. like that. So I, I just think they're going to be hungry. And it's a new moniker in, in Buffalo. They think they have a very good team. Their Achilles heel, you mentioned goaltending, yep. could be Allmark and could be Carter Hutton. 
we'll wait and see. But I, I think they're a much improved team. They definitely have the firepower, but can they keep the puck out of their net? And their penalty killing historically over the last 15 to 20 years has been porous at best. Right. That could be a spot where the Caps really take advantage Thursday and Friday night. So their night. biggest signing was... Taylor Hall. Yeah, one year. He's one trying year. to prove himself, but yeah. he's a former MVP, but he hasn't proven to me that he's been an MVP consistently. Yeah. He needs to find his game, and that's why he signed a one-year deal. I would look out for the top two lines, though, because now they do have a bonafide top two centers with um, one of the Stahl brothers, Eric Stahl. Eric Stahl. Um, Eichel is a game-changer, Court. I mean, Kevin McCarthy, when I had a chance to catch up with him, he says he's a cha game-changer, and he mentioned... McDavid in the same breath. Yeah. That's how good this guy is. And for the Caps to have last change come Thursday and Friday, they've got to be prepared to be well-versed in what Eichel's going to bring to the table. Any interesting stories from Buffalo? I know you like Buffalo oh. wings, but... <laughs> well, there's two places. You know, everyone says go to the Anchor Bar, which I love. Okay, the Anchor Bar is the coolest spot. It's a must-see if you're a, a tourist going to Buffalo. They've got great beer on tap. To go with buffalo wings and blue cheese, you can't beat it. But there's another one called Gabriel's Gate. It's sort of a hidden, buffalo-only type local pub that has spectacular wings also. Mm. Joe hates the walk to it, Joe B. <laughs> but we always get them to go there because they know I'm an expert when it comes to chicken wings. Better wings that or mom's wings? Mom's wings are the best. Hot, crispy not too gooey and, and lots of sauce on them. More dry, but definitely a wing, a beer, and I am set. Well, you won't be doing that on the road, though. No, but that's what I'll be doing right after this show. Oh, <laughs> oh Ma, did you hear that? Make a chicken wing. Yeah, just yell upstairs. Um, <laughs> that's true. Right from the, our basement. It's pretty easy. Um, Dad, yeah, we're excited for the season to start. Games against Buffalo, then they play Pittsburgh. Um, do we even want to talk about Pittsburgh? Nah, they're in rebuild mode, and Jari's a goaltender. I'm surprised they got rid of Murray. Um, they're trying to do the same thing the Caps are. I, I think there's a lot of retooling going in all along in the East. I just, I am really excited, though, to see the Caps play the Penguins eight times. It's exciting. You always love to see Ovechkin and Crosby and Malkin and Kuznetsov and Carlson and Latang. <laughs> I mean, it's just literally, it's like the perfect I don't think you missed anybody. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're excited. We thank you guys for joining in on our first episode of Family Face-Off. You can catch us every week breaking down the caps, the games before, the games after, the schedule, chicken wings, beer, lifestyle, guests. Did I miss anything? Please check in with oh. the lockers. <laughs> the lockers are going to bring some fun stuff to your podcast. We're excited so you can catch us every week. Um, Next time am I hosting or not? Uh, yeah. I no, like I don't want idea. to. I like the way I like it turned out. Idea. I like okay. the way it turned out. Okay. Um, we kept things on point, Dad. Good job. Good job, Dad. Nice job. You Go Caps! You can catch us out on uh, podcasts anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can watch um, the whole show at realfundc.com slash family face off. We'll see you guys next time. And thanks, thanks to Tommy us. McFly for doing very little. <laughs> <laughs>